Welcome to Intersect, where church meets culture. I'm Josh Desch, pastor of community and discipleship at Northeast Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina. And I am joined, as always, by Betsy, who I like to think of as the coffee mug is half full kind of gal. (laughs) Do you agree, Betsy? I do drink a lot of coffee. And And, yes, I agree. And you're an optimist too. Yes. Well, folks, we've got a fun episode for you today, and it's the first first installment of a new series we're going to be doing called Book Reports. Remember Book Reports back in the day? totally. Yeah, remember we had to do those? Yeah. Well, this is our first book report here on Intersect, and this one is about the book 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You by Tony Renke, published in 2017 by Crossway Publishers. They're out of Wheaton, Illinois. And Bets, let me start with this. Remember Book It? Oh, that was the best. Did you ever do Book It? Absolutely. I totally did Book It. All right, folks. Remember, you had to read these books. And if you read enough books, they gave you what well, I thought it was a free personal pan pizza. Yes. Is that what you got? Totally. It was, was it Pizza Hut for you too? It was Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut. It was that personal pan. It probably had about 6,000 calories. It looks little, but it was mighty. (laughs) Oh, it was mighty. But man, you would read to get that little pizza. Yes. Well, guess what? Maybe it's still around somewhere. I don't know. It could be. I hope it's still around. Yeah. Well, today we want to look at how our smartphones are changing us, how they have changed us. And let's, first of all, set the stage a little bit. The iPhone was invented or came out, really, on June 29th, 2007. Mm-hmm. And again, we probably can appreciate what that moment meant for our culture, just in the sense that an incredibly powerful tool was now in the hands of people who wanted to get this phone. And of course, um, the price is something that many people can do uh, when it's spread over paying off the phone over two years. Of course, it's pretty crazy when you realize what a smartphone actually costs. Right. Uh, but, you know, of course, when, when it spread over 24 months, it's like, okay, I can do that. And this device, I mean, we had Blackberries before, but this device has really changed uh, the way that we live life. Yes. Okay. So let me, let me share some stats with you, Bets. The average person checks their smartphone every 12 minutes uh, or, or roughly 80 times a day. And that's just the average. Of course, there are people who check more frequently than that. And... We know this uh, from a variety of social science studies, uh, other studies, that there's a certain dopamine hit that we get when we uh, see something new. I heard someone say humans are wired from, for, for novelty. That's mm. just how our brains work. So as we you know, see that we've gotten a new email, we see that we've gotten a new text message, we want to check. We want to check it. Yeah. We want to see what that is. You get that excitement. When exactly. You hear, we want to go to our favorite news site. Is there a new headline? Mm-hmm. We want to go to ESPN. You know, is there something new that's happening in the world of sports? So we are constantly drawing these dopamine hits from our phones. And again, we're not we're not saying any of this is bad. We're saying this is just how we how we interact with these devices. Eighty percent of people check their smartphone within fifteen minutes of waking up. Mm-hmm. And true confessions here, for me, that is usually, I would be in that 80%. Me too. Most days. I use it for an alarm yep. often. So you yep. have to go turn it off. Then you can see if you have an email to check or a text that came in overnight from your crazy friends. <laughs> there you go. From your <laughs> from your texting chain. Yeah. So this has this device has changed our lives. I've heard another person say that 
our smartphones are really another appendage on our bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are they are really, and who hasn't experienced smartphone anxiety where you, you set it down, you think, where'd this thing go? Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I going to do? Did somebody take it? Oh, no, it's actually in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but I was having a minor panic attack there because I couldn't find my smartphone. <laughs> let's, let's say this. Just to be clear, technology enables some incredible blessings in our lives. We're able to stay in touch with our family. We're able to to hear sermons, great podcasts, wink, wink. <laughs> nudge, um, nudge. N- nudge, nudge. Uh, <laughs> we're able to, to order things quickly. It makes our lives more convenient. We're able to look things up on Google uh, or Wikipedia instantly. We're able to network. And, of course, there is even, even things like diagnosing uh, basic medical conditions like from WebMD. Sure. Shouldn't try to go down the rabbit hole of anything serious. That's actually very yeah. dangerous yeah, right. to try to diagnose yourself on other things. But That's on right. some basic things, it can be helpful. So, uh, and of course, there's 10,000 other benefits, wonderful things that we all uh, reap the benefits from, from having a smartphone. So there's there's good reason why we all have these devices. We love them. We um, have to be with them. You know, we have to have them with us. But what we want to do today is, from this book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You, is do a little bit of a cost-benefit analysis. As smartphones have come into our lives, uh, we know so many of the benefits, but what are some of the costs to our lives? So Betts is going to walk us through these 12 ways that your phone is changing you. I'll hand the baton off now, Betsy. All right, so get ready. This may be a little painful because, mm. um, let's be honest, there are probably things we can point to in each you of our lives. You may have to check WebMD <laughs> after we... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are probably things in each of our lives that we could point to as a problematic way that we use a smartphone. Mm -hmm. Um, So just get ready. Take a little painful, critical look at your own habits. Um, The author, like uh, like Josh said, is Tony Ranke, and he does bring the hammer. Uh, And you're free to disagree or take issue with what he says. This is just out of the book. So get ready because it's 12 ways, and you're going to feel like you're drinking out of a fire hydrant, but let's get going. There are a couple that I'm going to spend a little more time on, but we're just going to go through the list first. So number one, we are addicted to distraction. That's Mm. a way that um, interacting with smartphones is changing us. I'm going to come back to that one because I find that one so particularly problematic. All right, so the second way. Um, that that Renke lists is we ignore our own flesh and blood. So who hasn't done this, right? Maybe you're talking to your kids or your spouse. You're like kind of paying attention, but you're also looking at a screen. So you're not really giving full attention to either, really. You're not fully engaged in one task. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so number three, um, third way, we crave immediate approval. Mm. So um, maybe you post something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and you look back a few minutes later to see how many people have liked it or commented it, commented on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can all relate to that one. So fourth way, we lose our literacy. Mm. So think about reading a book. Um, it's slow. There's boring parts sometimes. Um, you either have to keep reading and push through things that are boring or less interesting or it's easier to just put the book down and pick up your phone because you can always find something interesting on a phone. Mm-hmm. Right, Josh? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in terms of just interesting, I mean, it may not be valuable, 
but right. you will always find the interesting. Right. Yeah, one quote that I really liked was um, Ranky said, by seeking trivial pleasure in our phones, we train ourselves to want more of those trivial pleasures. Mm-hmm. You know, you just go mm-hmm. deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. So number five, we feed on the produced. So I think what he means by that is taking in these produced and curated experiences and photos that people post. So we begin to think that's more like real life than it probably is. Yeah. And we've mentioned this, I believe, on the podcast before, how there are apps that you can spend literally hours editing one photo before you post it online. I mean, they go into incredible, they are basically like plastic surgery apps (laughs) that you can use on your photo before you post it. Yes, you can make your selfies extra pretty. Yes. Um, So number six, we become like what we quote unquote like. So the Mm. things that we gravitate toward on our smartphones and um, in our media consumption, we become more and more like that. Um, Number seven, we get lonely. Mm. Um, because technology has a tendency to isolate, you know, do you need to go to the grocery store or do you just order your groceries online and they're delivered to the door? So many ways technology is wonderful, but it also does remove human interaction. Yeah. And that's a cost benefit because for a lot of people, they, that's a really nice benefit that they don't have to go to the grocery store. It's one less thing to do after work or after school or whatever. The question is really, are you getting your social interactions at other other right. times, other places. Right. So yep. you can eliminate that task, but are you replacing it with some other kind of interaction? Because if not, you can grow increasingly exactly. lonely. Isolated. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. So number eight, we get comfortable in secret vices. All right. There are a lot of vices you can think about when you're thinking about um, smartphones. It can be pornography, maybe online shopping too much, mm-hmm. which can lead to hoarding, um, gambling, maybe just compulsive social media use, all kinds of guilty pleasures that you can think of. Yeah, yeah. think about this phenomena. Was the word trolling, did anyone use that word 10 years ago? Yes. And, and No, about Billy Goat's Gruff. There was yes. always a troll in there. There was a troll, but did he, but did <laughs> trolling. he trolling? I don't know if he trolled. He trolled the goats. He trolled the goats. Oh, okay. Man, that's, that's a rabbit trail. Okay. Yeah. But read that, read that hardback book, right? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, but yeah, in other words, yeah, people spend their time just debating other people online. Right. You know, they, you can spend hours doing that. Totally. Um, so number nine, we lose meaning because on, um, on our smartphones, there's so much noise and fluff. You know, there's good stuff out there too, but we also need wisdom to avoid getting lost in the aimless novelty as we already, as you already said, Josh, just the, the stuff that's new, but it doesn't really amount to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number 10, we fear missing out FOMO. FOMO, the struggle is real, hashtag. The struggle is real. Yes, yeah. yes. You can see what other people are doing online and feel like your real life isn't um, measuring up or, you know, you see something your friends are doing and you're not included. That's a, a hazard of the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so number 11, we become harsh to each other. And this is what you already referenced, Josh, with oh, trolling. Absolutely. We all know it's so much easier to say horrible things when you're behind a screen that you wouldn't ever say to someone's face. You know, we see this with cyberbullying. That is such a horrible thing that yeah. um, young teens and older teens deal with. Adults too, I'm sure. Yeah. And, and and if I can add this, it may also be desensitizing us to make us to make it to where people would now say some things to another person's face True. that they wouldn't have before because they went down this path of saying it online first. True. And then it's just another step to say, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say it to somebody's face. Yes. You know, so yeah. Yep, that totally makes sense. Uh, so the last thing guys, number 12, we lose our place in time. Mm. So it you know, it's easy to lose a sense of where we've been and where we're going when we're caught up with the entertaining frivolities. 
Mm. Um, so those are the 12 ways briefly. Now I'm going to go back to, as I, as I said earlier, the first one, which I found particularly applicable to me, we're addicted to distraction. Um, so why do we check our phones so often? Um, like Josh said, we're looking for that dopamine hit. Is there a new email, a new message? For me, I think it's anything to rescue me out of this mundane moment. Mm. If I'm bored, if I'm um, trying to avoid doing something, it's so easy just to pick up a phone and be like, eh, I don't really want to deal with my real life right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ranky makes these three points, which I thought were so good. We use digital distractions to keep work away. Yeah. Which I totally do. Here's the dishes sitting here. Here's, sure. you know, um, I need to make dinner, any number of I things. I can always get to it later. That's right. Yep. I, I'll just kind of check in what's going on online real quick. Yeah. A uh, second one, we use digital distractions to keep people away. Now, we do see this, too. In awkward situations, you see a lot of people pull out a phone or, you know, if they're a phone can really be used as a barrier, like, don't talk to me, right? Yeah, and can I also add this? Sometimes there's that temptation, oh, I'll just send a text or an email when really you know you should pick up the phone and call the person. Mm, or, if true. you know, if it's a neighbor, maybe I need to go, I really should knock on their door. Eh, I'll just drop them a text. Yes, yes. Because it's easier. It's easier. It's um, There's not interaction involved they are really it's just some words mm -hmm. yeah um and then the last point Renke makes is we use digital distractions to keep thoughts of eternity away mm. because we're again we're dwelling on um you know it's so easy on your phone not that you have to but it's easy to gravitate toward you know the somewhat trivial and and meaningless and um we're ignoring things that are really more important um so anyway, one more quote that he makes on this point. Our smartphones amplify the most unnecessary distractions as they deaden us to the most significant and important, quote-unquote, distractions, the true needs of our families and neighbors. So we get caught up in the distractions of our phones, and then we're distracted from um, the real needs right in front of us. So, you know, in this age, how better to communicate love than to put your phone down and give someone your full attention or make the phone call, like you said, Josh, instead of sending the message. And sometimes, you know, I find myself sending these messages that are like, it's like a book. It's like, why don't I just pick yeah. up the phone? Yeah, it just took you <laughs> 17 minutes to write out that text. <laughs> yeah, and I could have said it in like it two in, minutes on yeah, the phone. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's called technology going backwards, Yeah. right? That's so true. Has not made our lives easier. Right. Um, so just one more thing I wanted to highlight from the book, um, his 12th way that the smartphone is changing us. Um, I already referenced this one. We lose our place in time. Mm. Um, so one quote that I really wanted to highlight, I found this so profound. Am I entitled to feed on the fragmented trivialities online? Am I entitled to spend hours every month simply browsing odd curiosities? No, I'm not. I'm owned by my Lord. I have been bought with a price. I don't have time to kill. I have time to redeem. Hmm. And, you know, this was so convicting to me as someone who I feel like does, I, I feel like I do waste a lot of time on my smartphone. We all um, do, yeah. Yeah, that the time, you know, like he said, the time isn't time to kill. It's time to redeem. It's time to, um, to use to get deeper into the calling that God has put on our lives and to bless other people. Yeah, the, the question is not even so much how much of our activity on smartphones is sin. Of course, there is a lot of it that is sin, but sure. oftentimes it's just how are we stewarding the time that God has given us? Yes. How is it affecting how we live our lives? And I, I believe I've heard some people say that uh, in our day and age now, 
there's a philosophy of nowism. Mm. You know, N O W I S M. Now it's all about the now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Ecclesiastes, God said eternity on the hearts of men. You know, the the Christian life is so much about having a broader focus than um, what happens today. That's right. And the constant drumbeat we see in Scripture is remember, remember, remember. Hmm. Remember the goodness of God. Remember what he's done in the past. Um, and often our phones don't help us to remember because, like you said, we're constantly looking at what's now and what's new instead of looking back to how God has worked and how he will work in the future. Yeah. And again... Uh, our, our smartphones aren't going anywhere. That's right. And I don't know that, I mean, for myself, I don't yeah. know that I could do life without well, it anymore. Yeah. Well, instead of chucking it out the window on, or uh, dropping of your it in second the bathtub. Floor, yeah. Don't Although supposedly the new iPhone, they've like dumped it in I don't buy motor it. oil. And, I yeah, do who not knows? buy that for who knows? a second. Who knows? They there try is to, no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not doing that to my phone. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Instead of taking the extreme step to say, get rid of it, maybe for some people, the better way to say is, how can I make my smartphone, my servant, not my master. Yes, right? I love that. It's yes. a good servant, it's a bad master. Right. So um, favorite quote, guys. I, I I don't know if I could, if you, if you held me to it, I'm not sure this was my favorite in the whole book, but um, I loved this one when okay. I was going through it. Um, this was Tony Ranke actually quoting his wife. She said this, compulsive social media habits are a bad trade. Your present moment in exchange for an endless series of someone else's past moments our social media lives can stop our own living, mm, which I that's love. Awesome. I yep. love. I yep. love that. So, um, Josh, you already started us down this road, but where do we go from here? So, I would tell you, if you're interested in this topic, this book is definitely worth reading. It's yeah, an easy read. Easy read. I mean, it's like a beach read. You know, it's mm-hmm. not something that you have to slog through. It's very easy. That's right. And it goes quick. Um, so something I would say, and I would like to think about this for myself, is think of a phone fast. Mm. You could start slow. Maybe it just means um, putting it on do not disturb in the evening and overnight, maybe leaving it downstairs when you go up to your bedroom. Yep. Um, maybe you progress to a few hours or maybe one day of the week. Like I know some people mm-hmm. do a phone Sabbath on the Sabbath yeah, day. Yeah, and I've, I've thought about for myself, I have not incorporated this in my life yet, but I've thought about something like, I won't check my phone until 8 a.m. in the morning, Mm -hmm. and I won't check it after 9.30 at night. Mm -hmm. And that would give me a couple hours in the morning, generally a couple hours in the evenings where I would be technology-free. Now, I'll admit to the audience, I haven't done it yet, but but I've thought— Thinking about it is the first step. It's the first step. (laughs) And I've also thought to myself, that's reasonable. Yes. I could do that. I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I won't check my phone till noon. Okay, you know. Right. It has to be a, a, a goal that you can actually reach. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, And and another thing to think about is fasting from something that's particularly problematic for you on your smartphone, such as social media or shopping, whatever it is. Um, Maybe you take a week off periodically um, and just, you know, we can't let ourselves have FOMO. Instead of um, being afraid of missing something online, let's be afraid of missing something in your real life. Yeah, and also right? let's trust God's sovereignty. That's right. <laughs> that That's right. He's directing our lives. And we have to have the fear of missing out. That's right. Uh, fascinating. One last thing before we get to our final segment here in the show, but there have been some interesting articles recently about the connection between hoarding and online shopping. Mm. That might be worth a future episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Betts, um, thank you for sharing your thoughts on this book. You've really digested it well, and 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 this is a book worth our attention. What else have you been reading recently? 
I just started a new book um, earlier this week. Now, this one is a little bit more of a slog. I, I, I really like it so far. It's called Love Thy Body, Answering mm. Hard Questions About Life and Sexuality. Um, it's by Nancy Piercy. She is um, a prominent evangelical author, mm-hmm. just published this year by Baker. Uh, it's about the philosophical underpinnings of secularism and the modern secular view of the body and sexuality. It's it's really interesting. Uh, it is the kind of thing that will take me a while to get through. So this will be my, what are you reading for the next year? <laughs> <laughs> hey, good for you. You're doing something hard. I finished a chapter in a month. It'll be that kind of thing. There's a name of a book called Do Hard Things. And that's a, <laughs> that's a good title. Yep. It's, it's good though. It's really good. So, um, Josh, what are you going to be honest about today? All right. What am I going to be honest about? Well, the fall is upon us. The weather is cooling off. Yes. And my exhortation to our listening audience is to go outside. Love okay. Uh, take a walk. Put put that digital device, you know, down or in your pocket or wherever and do what you do outside. Maybe that's photography. Maybe that's mountain biking. Betsy and I have recently really started enjoying mountain biking. Yeah. We've got we've got some good bikes for the first time. We're loving that. Super fun. Uh, maybe that's just walking on a trail or walking outside. Maybe that's bird watching, bug collecting, breaking sticks over your knee. <laughs> Whatever you do outside, do it. Go outside. I love this. I was what prompted this thought in my head as I was reading an article about the Grand Canyon. Uh, in the New Yorker with the title, The Grand Canyon Needs to Be Saved by Every Generation. Hmm. And the point of the article is every generation faces this this prospect of the, uh, of the Grand Canyon becoming commercialized and losing its natural beauty. And the article quoted Teddy Roosevelt, who when he saw the Grand Canyon in 1903 said, leave it as it is. Man cannot improve on it, not a bit. Wow. And we've been to the Grand Canyon before together. It's an amazing place. I mean, the heavens declare the glory of God. Folks, get outside, enjoy life. One other thing I want to share from this article is um, a photographer said about the Grand Canyon, he said, the defining element of the Grand Canyon is silence, liquid silence. It was so quiet that the mics on my camera uh, were buzzing because they were calibrated calibrated to a noisier silence. Now wow. I realize how noisy the world is around me. Wow. And this guy was just talking about experiencing this silence that he had never experienced before. You know what, folks? Uh, put that smartphone down, and if you can find a moment where you get that silence, you will enjoy it. It's a beautiful thing. Just don't get too close to the edge. Don't, don't fall off. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's uh, for the selfies, those of you who like to take selfies. That's hey, fun. well, thanks for joining us today. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on iTunes and Google Play. You can find us on Instagram at Intersect Podcast. Email us your questions and feedback at intersect at anyprez.com. Check out our website, www.anyprez.com forward slash podcast for show notes. And as always, we hope you'll join us next time. Have a great day. Take care.